buzz at the conference this year was around the celebration of a very special anniversary if you work in the small business space, and that was the passage of the Women Business Ownership Act, which is really commonly referred to as H.R. 5050. But thanks to folks within NABO who helped get this legislation passed, it was for the first time the ability for a woman to apply for and secure credit without having a male relative cosign. And it was not that long ago. It was 1988. So it was a very short 30 years ago. Welcome to the heartbeat of Main Street with Forbes Books at ForbesBooks.com and Bank of America at BankofAmerica.com. I'm here with Jill Calabrese-Bain. She's the Managing Director, Head of Wealth Management, Banking and Lending for Bank of America. This, of course, is the heartbeat of Main Street with Forbes Books and Bank of America. Jill, welcome to the show. You were just out in Spokane, Washington, and uh, you were speaking at the annual conference for the National Association of Women Business Owners, or NABO. Uh, Well, welcome home, first of all. Uh, Tell us about the conference, starting with the theme and what you were speaking about while you were there. Okay, great. Thank you, Greg. And it was really an exciting time for us. We've been partnering with the National Association of Women Business Owners, you know, informally known as NABO, uh, for many, many years. And every single year they have and host an annual conference. Uh, we've had the pleasure of hosting that conference with them for the past six years. And for those who don't know NABO, it has been ex- in existence for, you know, many decades. Uh, it's just celebrated its 43rd year. And they really came together initially in the early 70s as a way for women entrepreneurs to come together, to share best practices, to talk about public policy. So we were out there together in Spokane, Washington. And the really wonderful thing about the conference is that it creates an opportunity for women business owners across the U.S. and sometimes across the globe to come together and tackle issues, conversations, what in fact is facing small business owners today. And they have the opportunity to spend time on different thought leadership pieces with different presenters and really different opportunities, not only to talk about, you know, what are some of the challenges, but what are some of the successes that they see and how do they share that as as a best practice? So we're always happy to partner with those guys. And, you know, this year, the theme of the conference was work well, live well. And the way I think about it, uh, if you want to live well, you got to work better. And if you want to work well, you need to live better. So that theme was completely integrated. And, you know, female entrepreneurs, they have a journey. It's really never a destination. They're all running businesses. They're all managing households. They're giving back to their communities. And, you know, they're advocating for a lot of different causes. So this was really an opportunity to take a pause for just a bit have an opportunity to refocus, kind of nurture what it is that they're doing. And so we were just excited because it really brings together kind of wellness and wholeness and how we approach our business from a strategic perspective, but also what we need to do every single day uh, to deliver for clients. And this year, the keynote speaker was Liz Gilbert. And many, many might know Liz as the author of the best-selling book, Eat, Pray, Love, uh, which Julia Roberts... Nope. (laughs) Who doesn't know her as the author of Eat, Pray, Love? Exactly. And I was thrilled to have an opportunity to spend a little time with Liz. 
uh, and introduce her to the to the broader group of women business owners. But she really encouraged everyone to embrace their curiosity and let go of certain things. And she really showed everyone how to be creative, tackle it is what they do, um, to face down what they most fear. So she was uh, a, just a great speaker and great representation of the theme, work well, live well. And so you've been going to this this conference, it sounds like, for many years. I'm curious to know how you found this year's conference relative to others. What were particular themes or issues that women were talking about this year that seemed to be new issues or new topics? Yeah, Greg, you know, it's always interesting. I, there's one prevailing theme, no matter if it's male or female, but the prevailing theme is always around access to capital. And although I would say in reflection that women have made significant progress over the years, in fact, we just released last month uh, the Bank of America Women Business Owner Spotlight that we issue annually. And that really takes a look at goals and challenges and experiences of women. And what was most interesting to many of us is that this year's report found that while an overwhelming majority of women business owners believe access to capital has improved over the last decade, in fact, 84% of them believe it improved, uh, the majority still feels like it is more difficult to secure financing than it is for their male counterparts. And so the big buzz at the conference this year was around the celebration of a very special anniversary if you work in the small business space. And that was the passage of the Women Business Ownership Act, which is really commonly referred to as HR 5050. But thanks to folks within NABO who helped get this legislation passed, it was for the first time the ability for a woman to apply for and secure credit without having a male relative cosign. So think about that. I have, that a, was... I have a hard time even hearing <laughs> that as being possible in my lifetime. And I have a feeling you're going to tell me it wasn't that long ago that that was passed. So what was, year was that? It was not that long ago. It was 1988. So it was a very short 30 years ago. So when I have this conversation with my children who are teenagers, they can't even fathom this as a thing. Well, I'm not uh, a teenager and I'm having the same problem. <laughs> <laughs> so, you know, so that is cause for celebration, but it is a, a chance to look back and say, okay, well, progress has been made over the past 30 years, but there is still so much work to be done. So this is really, I guess, one of my questions, because I have to be honest, and I'm sure partially because I'm a man and wasn't impacted by this in the way that women business owners were, um, it took a law to make that possible, or it took a law to, to remove the requirement legally? So it took the passage of legislation to enable the ability and to eliminate the barriers that once existed around securing credit. So that is in fact what it was meant to do. And what was really wonderful is that we had about five women who were really the pioneers of helping to support this legislation 30 years ago. And they were all there at the conference mm -hmm. this year and they all got to tell a little bit of their story. And it was absolutely fascinating um, and educational and inspirational to hear what their experience was and a real lesson for women business owners today that you never really can give up. 
you know, you always have to, you always have to go after your passion. Well, it also seems to me that it's an opportunity for younger entrepreneurs and younger business owners, in this case, women entrepreneurs and women small business owners, to really understand, uh, you know, you don't want to take things for granted that you have today. And as you said, you also want to look ahead and say, you know, there's still there's still things that are unjust or there's still inequalities. And we have to keep working on those, too. And look, uh, you know, it, it may be a lot easier for women today, but it should the, the playing field should be level and we have to keep working. Yeah. And I believe that an organization like NABO does create the ability uh, to pull together women such that there is critical mass and thinking around a topical issue and gives us an opportunity nationally to be better informed around what it is that we could do differently to help accelerate growth for women. And we do know that women are the fastest growing segment of the small business space and of the small business economy. So even more reasons to encourage them for all kinds of reasons, because it's the right thing to do, but it's also better for all of us, including the economy itself. Exactly. Hmm. Interesting. So previous to this year's conference, what what have been themes, uh, even, even the actual formal themes of the conferences, what have been the topics of big buzz, obviously access to capital always, and this being the 30th anniversary of HR 5050. But can you just think back and hit on a couple of other major themes so we get a sense of what these events are like and the things that are on the minds of the members of NABO? Yeah, absolutely. The You know, the women business owners are always looking for opportunities for how do they improve upon themselves and how do they improve upon what they can do for their businesses and what they can do for their communities. So the conferences always take on different themes, but themes that are always critical and essential for women. So, you know, one thing that has struck me over the years is just the diversity in the type of businesses that we see. And it's everything from, you know, what one might think of non-traditional for women, like construction management, to legal, to HR staffing. And so the beauty of the opportunity to get together on an annual basis, and this always comes through, is that despite the fact that we might have, um, you know, somebody who is managing a bakery versus somebody who is managing a dental practice, some of the themes are always the same. You know, everyone is very proficient at whatever their technical discipline is, but then as it relates to business, that's where sometimes they need more support. How do we think about and plan for the next 12 months, the next 18 months. And so throughout the conferences, there are uh, breakout sessions and workshops that really hone in on, you know, wherever a business owner is in the maturity of their business, there's usually something for them that will allow them to think about how do we get to that next level. You know, it's interesting. Uh, as you're talking, it seems to me that one of the obvious things for, for you and I to talk about is why women entrepreneurs and small business owners who are not members of NABO should really consider it. I want to throw out the website for NABO. It's nawbo.org. I'm talking with Jill Calabrese Bain. Of course, we're here on the heartbeat of Main Street with Forbes Books and Bank of America. Can you speak to the kinds of benefits women might immediately enjoy as a result of becoming a member of NABO? Do you hear from women there? Oh, I just joined in the last year and here's how it helped me. And boy, was I surprised at, at how much value I got out of this. 
Yeah, absolutely. I mean, it's always a great opportunity to speak directly to women business owners. And I have that opportunity with my colleagues across Bank of America, Merrill Lynch, U.S. Trust every year. And, you know, what we hear is that they get a lot of leverage and opportunity within their own community. So if they're Chicago-based or Columbus, Ohio-based or, you know, Cincinnati-based, wherever they might be, there is a there's a local network that they build. And then with the umbrella of NABO at a national level, there's more opportunity then to not only learn from business owners in your community, but then learn from business owners across the country. And NABO does make available, in addition to kind of local membership, access to different partnerships and different alliances and how you might be able to secure you know, thought leadership on a topic that you might not be able to secure on your own. There's online resources, and there's also timely communications uh, about, you know, of things that impact business owners across the board. So, you know, what I would say is that I think there's a great local and national opportunity that might not otherwise be afforded, uh, and there's tons of great networking opportunities and the ability to really step up in your community or at a national level to address and influence policy. You know, what's interesting about this is as you're talking about NABO and Bank of America's long relationship with NABO, I'm realizing that, you know, for many small business owners and entrepreneurs, there can be a tendency to actually put your head down, even though in this interview, we're really focused on women because NABO, of course, is the National Association of Women Business Owners. But for both men and women, for many entrepreneurs and small business owners, there's a tendency to just put your head down and just keep working and going at it alone. And one of the things I'd like to hear you talk about, both in terms of women supporting women, but small business owners getting support from a community wherever that community may be, the benefits of not just putting your head down and going it alone, but really getting involved in a larger community, not just for what you can get from the community, but what you can also give and by giving, getting even more. Yeah, I, I think that's a really great point. And what happens with business owners and, you know, anyone who works within any type of establishment, what happens is we always get focused on what is the day-to-day necessary thing that needs to happen or else your business shuts down, right? What are all the tactical things that you need to do to make sure that your employees are happy, your clients are happy? But sometimes what that doesn't afford us the opportunity to do is take a step back and think very strategically about the business and what the priorities are both personally and professionally because those two do interact with one another. And when business owners allow themselves to take a broader view of their business, to think more strategically, they can better plan for the future. They can better plan for the way the market might be changing around them or the competitive or client appetite or dynamic might be. So it's so critically important to be able to work and live well together such that we afford ourselves the opportunity to think about our business and what it is that we want to do short-term and long-term. And that goes for all business owners and anyone who's part of a business establishment. That's really well said. I'm talking with Jill Calabrese-Bain. She's the Managing Director, Head of Wealth Management, Banking, and Lending at Bank of America. This is the heartbeat of Main Street with Forbes Books and Bank of America. Jill was just at the annual conference of the National Association of Women Business Owners, or NABO. NABO's at nabo.org, N-A-W-B-O. You know, it's interesting when you talk about, you know, 
not just looking at what I need to do today to make my business a success, but to looking into the future and being part of a community to do that. I would imagine for some small business owners, there's both, I don't know what to do next, but I don't even know how to go about figuring out how to know what to do next. And I think just putting yourself in a position of being part of a group just surrounds you with lots of people who have been where you have been and just formally or, or, or informally having those conversations is going to empower you and then give you a group of people to sort of check in with so that they can support you in going to the next level or the next step. And you can then do the same for others. Yeah, absolutely, Greg. I think that's so well said because one of the biggest challenges for business owners, male and female alike, is that they don't often ask for help. And there's nothing wrong with asking for help to kind of, you know, to taking a, a little bit of a pause, looking around, looking at your network and saying, okay, there is someone who has walked in my shoes. Let me just ask. And I, and I know that you probably feel the same way when somebody raises their hand and asks for help. We'll always help them. We'll always right. talk to them. And that's, that's right. really a culture that I believe that we need to continue to nurture. Yes. And when you're part of an organization like this, it's actually one of the things that's at the core of the organization is I help you, you help me, we all help each other and we succeed together. Absolutely. I, I want to ask a question uh, just based on your experience at the at the NABO annual conference. Could you pick one piece of advice or one lesson learned that you learned at this event or you heard others talking about that you wish all small business owners and entrepreneurs knew? Is Was there one key thing that you think could make a difference for almost anyone who owns a small business? Yeah, I, that is such an important question. And, you know, I think of really two things that come to mind just based upon our experience at Bank of America with clients. Um, Business owners really need to create a plan, but essentially goals and strategies that are achievable and measurable in both the, the short term and the long term. And the second thing I would say is never give up. And just to provide some context around that, um, you know, when we set goals for ourselves that we really can't measure and, you know, seem out of the spectrum of possibility, that just doesn't create a lot of confidence and doesn't really keep us on the right path. So when we see business owners who are very clear in what it is that they would like to, um, they would like to be able to experience and they have a measurable goal around it, then, you know, then they're going to be willing to try different things because if plan A doesn't work, and we know that a lot of times plan A does not work, um, that's not a failing but that's, there's an inherent learning in that around how to move forward. So I would say create a plan that's actionable and measurable, and two, don't give up. That's really great advice. I'm talking with Jill Calabrese-Bain, Managing Director, Head of Wealth Management, Banking and Lending at Bank of America. And I want to take this one step further, Jill, and that is what kinds of things is Bank of America doing with small business owners, women small business owners, beyond things like the NABO partnership? Well, I, I am so lucky to work for the company that I do. And at Bank of America, we are committed to providing women entrepreneurs and aspiring business owners with the tools, advice, and funding that they need to be successful. And when we think about our portfolio of clients, we have 
3.3 million small business clients, 40% of them are women. And so I know I don't need to do the math, um, but that's over, you know, we have the opportunity to serve over 1 million business, uh, small business owner clients. So when we think about the opportunity that we have in front of us and the learnings that we have, we've been able to build and tailor programs that really support women. So for instance, we have the Tory Birch Foundation Capital Program. Through that program, we've loaned over $40 million to nearly 2,000 women business owners since 2014. We also have a supplier diversity program, $2 billion supplier diversity program, where we extend opportunities to women business owners. And we have other programs, both domestic and globally, Global Ambassador, Cherry Blair. These are all foundations for women to help them succeed. And last but not least, what I'm really excited about is just this past April, we announced a partnership with Cornell University to launch the Bank of America Institute for Women's Entrepreneurship at Cornell. And this is an amazing opportunity where we are establishing an online learning portal that provides women at all stages of their development and their entrepreneurial skill set with more knowledge, more resources. So it is a 12-month course, uh, certification course. Uh, there is no fee upfront or no fee at all to actually participate, and we really are looking to help build and manage and do a small part in helping women be successful. Shared a lot of different things with us. Is there one place on the Bank of America website where women can go to find out about all of these programs? All of these programs are on the website, Bank of America backslash women, uh, and anyone can access them and look at, uh, look at any of the programs that we sponsor or support. So I encourage everyone to check that out. And I just, you know, in closing, Greg, just thinking about this conversation, and thank you so much for um, giving us the opportunity to have the talk today. But, you know, we believe it is critically important for us to invest in women. When we invest in women, we invest in our communities and we invest in our future. That's really well said. Uh, Jill Calabrese-Bain, uh, we're here with the Heartbeat of Main Street with Forbes Books and Bank of America. She's the Managing Director, Head of Wealth Management, Banking and Lending. She was just at the annual conference of the National Association of Women Business Owners, or NABO. NABO's at nabo.org. And she did the opening remarks for Elizabeth Gilbert, who, of course, everyone knows as the author of Eat, Pray, Love, and was uh, portrayed in film by Julia Roberts, which has to be a thrill in of itself. Uh, <laughs> Well, thanks so much for joining us. Thanks so much, Craig. I enjoyed it. Thank you very much. Thanks for listening to The Heartbeat of Main Street with Forbes Books at ForbesBooks.com and Bank of America at BankofAmerica.com.